Six minutes and 35 seconds a mile in the Boston Marathon. How do you do it? We sit down with Father Dominic Rankin, who made it happen. This is Dive Deep. From the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois, this is Dive Deep, where we dive deep into our Catholic faith. I am Andrew Hansen, and as I mentioned, 635 a mile, the Boston Marathon. That is under three hours. Father Dominic Rankin of our diocese. Good to see you. How'd you survive the Boston Marathon with that time? A lot of practice, a lot of training, <laughs> a lot of prayers. We're going to get into it, uh, how you made it all happen. Of course, the physical side of it, the spiritual side of it. But again, this is a two hours and 53 minutes. Was that a goal of yours going into it, beating three hours in the Boston Marathon? It was a remote goal. I, I had broken three hours in other marathons. I knew Boston was way harder. I was like, maybe in the back of my mind, it was like a dream, but I, I was not expecting it. What goes through your mind when you, at the beginning of that race? Gosh, you're saying like right before the gun goes off. <laughs> you're standing in a crowd, right? So there's a certain amount of exhilaration, but you're also like, I have to run 26.2 miles before I get to stop, you know? So like most of, most of my mind was going to, this is going to be so hard. <laughs> So let's get into the hardness of it. I, I know so many people of our, our, our runners or they're at least just intrigued by people who run marathons. I've never run a marathon. I don't plan to run a marathon, but still, I think any, it's just fascinating to me. Um, first, let's talk about your training, you gearing up for this. If I remember, you you qualified for the Boston Marathon because you ran such a good time in Indianapolis. Exactly. Yep. Um, so take us through that process in Indy, and then what how ultimately did you train for the Boston? I mean, this is the premier marathon in America. So how do you do it? Yeah, great question. So I almost always plan to train for about four months before a marathon. So every one of my marathons that I've ran, I've sort of like penciled out on the calendar, you know, what's about four months before. And I start to try to like build up. Uh, usually my baseline is run a long run each weekend, run some shorter stuff during the week. What's a long run? Long run. So it, so when you're starting out, you're four months out, maybe a long run is six or eight miles, and then you're going to add a mile or so every week. So you're building up to 12, 15, 20. Or 20 is probably about as long, maybe 21, 22 um, if I get the, if I have enough time to do it, you know, um, and I'm feeling good. Some weeks I scale it back. I'm like, Hey, my long run, even though last week's was 18, I'm going to do 10 or 12 this week. Cause I'm just like feeling kind of beat down, you know? So like, I, I, I don't know, feel out your body and like what you can handle, uh, for me. So that's like the basic plan that I have in terms of training for any marathon. Everybody says like, Oh, you got to do speed work. You got to do Hills. You got to be doing, you know, like strength conditioning, different, like all sorts of other things to kind of build up your, your strength, and your fitness. And I usually don't get very much of that in. <laughs> so it's mostly just like get that log run in and get some jogs in during the week and hope for the best. Um, so that's more or less what I did for the Indianapolis Marathon. That's where I ran 252. Um, so okay. when so, so when, when I got that time, somebody said like, hey, you probably qualified for the Boston Marathon. Like you should check this out. Sure enough, for, for my age range, uh, for a man, I think under 35, you have to run faster than a three-hour marathon. So if you run a different marathon under three hours, you can submit that time. And depending on how many people apply to the Boston Marathon, you might get in. Um, were, so, you, were you trying to qualify no, for Boston? No, I, I wasn't. Okay. I mean, I, I had heard about the Boston Marathon. Like, you know, if you, if you run any marathons, Boston is, as you said, kind of like the, the capstones. Like, oh, that's the, the marathon. You know, the, one of the oldest, one of the ones that people want to get to. You know, it's a life, life goal for a lot of people. So really, I really had not seriously considered it until I, I heard that, oh, you, your time probably qualified you for Boston. So I submitted my time and I'm like, well, we'll see if it works out. Uh, again, it depends on how many people they have in that age group trying to get in. And a couple months later, get an email. Hey, you're in for the Boston Marathon. I was like, <laughs> okay, 
what day is that again? You know, like, yeah. I got a plan for this now. Um, so yeah, put did, it, did you change your trading? Because you know, I mean, I always hear about Heartbreak Hill and yeah. in, in Boston. That's a lot hillier than Indy, a lot yeah. hillier than, of course, central yeah, so Illinois. Indianapolis is like pancake flat. You know, there was like slight rises up and down. It was a perfect day. Very little wind. It was like 35 or 40 degrees, so keeping everybody cool, and it's perfectly flat. So um, with that in mind, that's why when I'm going to Boston, I'm like, maybe I can get under three, but like... I'm not expecting it because it's, it's hilly. Um, it, it's, it, it starts outside of town. You're kind of working your way down into Boston. So there's a certain amount of downhill, but it's really kind of rolling the whole way. So you're up, down, uphill, then downhill, then uphill, then downhill. Little, little ones, right? But it means you can never just kind of zone out and coast. So the whole way you're kind of having to fight to like stay at it, right? And at the back of your mind is Heartbreak Hill. And it's actually four hills in a row. That's why there's the heartbreak. Cause it's like mile like 18, 19, 20, and 21 all have a, have a big hill. Um, now when I say big, you know, I'm watching the YouTube videos, I'm reading, you know, runners as they're, you know, giving their, their accounting of the, they're running the Boston marathon. It's hard to quantify like how big is a big hill. You know what I mean? Well, at mile eighteen of the Boston Marathon, even if you're going up five feet, that, that's that's a big well, hill. <laughs> and it's a lot more than five feet. Yeah. You turn that corner, you look up this thing, you're like, oh, that's a big hill. You know? And it's just like, okay, we got to battle up this thing and hope for the best. What surprised you the most about running in Boston? Two things. One is the atmosphere that surrounds you, especially with the other runners, the days before, you know, you're getting your, you're, you're kind of checking in, picking up your t-shirt and your number, stuff like that. Like the more, like the day before you step outside onto any street in Boston and there are thousands of people jogging around, loosening up, like kind of like chattering with each other, you know, excited to meet friends and stuff from all over the place that have all converged on Boston for this, for this race. There's just a sense of a lot of people have put years of their life into like getting here. Right. And some of them through, I, I don't know all the stories, but like through incredible hardship, you know, you look around you at the race. Some people are blind. Some people are, you know, like have a, a prosthetic leg. Some people are pushing wheelchairs, right? Like there's military guys in like military gear, right? Just like making their way through this marathon. So you're like, you know, there's a amazing story behind every one of those people that they've had to fight through a lot to, to even get to that start line. Right. The other thing I would say about the Boston Marathon, it's the only marathon I've ever ran where there are people cheering the whole way. I mean, it was kind of a nasty day. It was like 50 degrees and like kind of dreary and rainy. So as we were starting, it was like kind of drizzling. Not too bad. The rain kind of let up most of the way. We'll get to the the downpour at the end. But um, there's still like people, families, schools, uh, all sorts, like collected on the sides of the road. And they're cheering and screaming and like hollering at you the whole way, which is actually... It was odd because, again, it means that there's no point where you can just kind of like zone out and just like kind of just like jog, you know, your way forward and like kind of try to just, I don't know, enter into sort of like this quiet kind of just rhythm, right? Because the whole way like people are like, you know, clamoring at you, you know, and you're looking around and everyone's just got sides and like the waving. One of the things that I loved, and this this truly carried me through that race, was there were kids all along and they'd all have their hand out, right? Because they want to high five, right? And so I would just go along the side of the race and just like give high fives to like dozens of kids in a row, you know, and they're all like, yeah, I got one, you know? Um, but for me, it, it worked the same way for me, right? Because it just pulled me out of myself, pulled me out of the, uh, yeah, the struggle. Um, and allowed me to just be like, you're at the Boston marathon, like try to smile, try to en enjoy this uh, as much as you can. I would say they had to energize you because when you said your, your indie time and the, the Boston time, they were a difference of one minute. And obviously Boston's a lot more difficult race yeah. than indie. So that had to give you a lot of energy. Um, 
talk us through the ending. You know, you mentioned it was raining. How are you feeling? Are you, are you, do you, do you know your time? Are you trying to like, oh, is there a couple miles out? Like, I think I can beat three hours. I think I can beat three hours. Yeah. Good question. So as I got started, the first bit is kind of downhill, which is a little bit treacherous because everyone's kind of like packed in, right? And you're like charging down this hill. You're like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Um, but after the first couple miles, it starts to stretch out a little bit. And it was, I kind of was keeping track of my pace intermittently, but not not continuously. You know, I have a watch on, you know, so I, I kind of know where I'm at, but I wasn't checking it all that much because I just, I didn't want to know. I just wanted to try to settle into what felt possible that day. Um, but every five kilometers to so three, 3.1 miles along the course, they have a sign off to the side that has the current time, you know, like, so, so it's counting the minutes that have elapsed since the race started. And so every five kilometers, whether you want it or not, it's, it's there for you to see, you know, so like the, f- the first one I get to, it was right at about 20 minutes. And I know that if, if I were to run that pace the entire race, it'd be like a 245 marathon, right? So like in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, that's quick. You're, ge- you know? you're geared up. You're, are, you're going. We're kind of flying here, you know? But I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to overthink the timing right now. I'm only five kilometers in. I've got 37 kilometers to go, you know? <laughs> so like I, I try, I, for me at the beginning of the race, I try not to think of how much is left. I'm just like, just let's just cruise for a while and hope to burn up some of this pavement, you know? And... But at, at 10 kilometers, it was about 40 minutes. And at 15 kilometers, about one hour. And I'm like, okay, so we're kind of keeping up that pace, aren't we, you know? And at, at that point, once you get past, once you get to about 20 kilometers, you're almost halfway, right? So you're at the half marathon point. And I crossed the half marathon point. I, I don't know the exact time. It was probably like uh, 125 or something, right? So, the, so on pace for like a 250 marathon, right? And uh, so at that point, you, you at, when I crossed the halfway point, I give myself the go ahead to start counting down instead of kind of counting up, you know, cause you're like, okay, only 13 miles, which sounds like a really long time, but it's, it's also way less than 26. You know, when you're at the start line, you're like, I have 26 miles to go. It's like, woof, here we go. But when you're halfway and you're like 13, you're like 13, you're like, I did a lot of long runs that were far longer than 13, you know, I'm like, okay, maybe in Boston, you still got those hills. Though. So, um, again, I'm kind of just ticking off the miles and I'm, I'm keeping up sort of that pace, you know? I'm like, okay, well, that's a good pace, but I don't know what these hills are going to do to me. This whole way, I've kind of been hurting. You know, it's like sometimes I'll get into a rhythm and you don't feel like it's it's taxing you very much. It felt like it was taxing me a lot, you know? So like the whole <laughs> way I was like kind of fighting to just, just keep going. I'm like, what are those hills going to do? Get to the first one and you're like, oh, buddy, here we go. And just fought my way to the top. Here's one other thing that, that carried me through. A day or two before, I'd, I'd post on Facebook and, and texted different people. I said, hey, Anybody got prayer intentions? I'm running a long run tomorrow. Like, let me know if you got somebody you want me to pray for. And I tell you what, I had hundreds of different people reach out and say, hey, pray for so-and-so, pray for this situation, pray for me. I've got surgery tomorrow. I've got this, that, the other thing, right? I'm struggling with this, whatever. And so, I mean, I just literally made a whole list of those things. Uh, and the morning of the race, before I before I went and, and checked in and everything, um, I, I offered mass and I just had in my mind all of those different prayer intentions. I was like, okay, Lord, this is gonna be a hard day. And that's okay because I'm offering it for these people. You know? so, so while you're running, are you, what are you thinking about? Are, are you thinking about spiritual things of prayers? Are you focusing on your breathing? Are you just, just kind of taking in the scenes? Well, how, how do you distract yourself in a sense? Yeah, all of the above. So there'd be occasions where it'd be like for a minute or two, I'm sort of holding mine. I'm, I'm considering another person that was on that list, you know, and thinking back, oh yeah, so-and-so has surgery today. Like, let's hold them in mind you know, another next minute, I, I kind of let my mind wander in that way. You know, then I kind of do a check in to see like, okay, how are the legs feeling? Do I feel like I'm burning up or do I feel like I can kind of keep this going? Okay. Seems all right. Keep trotting along. 
you know, next minute it's like, oh my gosh, look, there's this huge gang of kids coming up. Like, let's give them a high five and like, you know, kind of, kind of exchange that, that enthusiasm or there's water coming up. You know, I got to grab a cup of water, get a sip of water, kind of like, again, maybe take stock. Where am I at? What, what town is this again? You know, cause you kind of know there's this couple of towns you run in as you, you're coming into Boston or to be honest, just almost the, the, the mental battle of like going uphill. It's like, Hey, that's okay. I can handle an uphill for now. It's only a short uphill. It won't be that bad, you know, or kind of stockpiling that mental energy for like, Hey, I've got a big hill coming. And like one part of me is like, Oh my gosh, that's going to kill me. And the other part's like, Hey, come on, don't worry about it right now. We'll get there. We're going to fight up to the top. It'd be great. You know what I mean? Like, so you're kind of like, you're kind of just waffling back between those different, different ways of thinking. As you said, in some ways, it's, it's sort of a distraction. You're trying not to focus on how much more you got to do, how much harder it's going to be, whatever it is, right? Because you can't predict that. So it's like, just keep your keep your eyes on something right here, right now, and and kind of hold yourself together for whatever is to come. When you had conversations with other participants, did, they, did it ever pop up that you said you were a priest? And what kind of reaction is that? Because I think the general consensus is, wow, a priest is running the Boston Marathon? <laughs> yeah, good question. So there's a few people that I ended up kind of knowing uh, in the race or along the way. I didn't go out there with anybody um, that, that I knew that I was running with, but um, I'd met up with some people, as I said, the day before and kind of jogged with them. So I had encountered them. Several of them knew that I was a priest. So it was kind of like, okay, those couple of people know. There's a few other people from, I was staying with the Oblates there in Boston. And so there's, a, there's one or two other people that they were connected with that were running the race. And so again, the word had gotten out like, hey, we've got a priest that's running the Boston Marathon. And so when I started running, it was funny because there was somebody that ran up behind me and it was one of the other guys that went to the mass the, the night before for, the, for the, the marathon runners at the Oblate church. He came up, he's like, hey, Father Dominic. And I mean, I'm in shorts and like a, you know, a no sleeve, like running shirt, you know? I'm like, who knows that, I, who knows that priest? This is mile like two, you know? Know? And he comes jogging up. He's like, hey, meet my friend because these two guys were running together. And so I, I shook hands with him, you know, kind of high five as, as we were running along and asked him, I'm like, hey, how fast are you want to do? They're like, yeah, we're going for 245. I was like, well, keep going because I'm not, you know, like, so you get little things like that. Um, when I was picking up my, my bib, my number and my like T-shirt and stuff, maybe two days before I was in, you know, like clerical apparel. So it was, it was patently obvious that I was a priest that I was planning to run the Boston marathon. So you get a couple of like, wow, you're, you're a priest, like a real <laughs> priest or a real priest. I was like, right? that. um, yeah, yep, I am. And, uh, but I, I don't know. I didn't get too much more than that in any case. I always like the story. Our father, Rob Johnson, who's pastor down in Maryville, he said he heard a confession while, while running a marathon. <laughs> I, you, you that would have been difficult to do. Yeah. At the, at the pace group that I was yeah. in at a, you know, 250, 252 pace, it, it's hard to hold a serious conversation with someone. Now, uh, why run a marathon? I mean, for someone like me, I, I mean, I like to stay in shape. I'll, you know, I'll run a couple miles a day or three miles, but boy, I haven't done, I did a 5k once. Even you, when I hear, hear talking to you, when you mentioned the midway point, you're like, huh, okay. I'm halfway there. It sounds miserable. You sound miserable. Oh, man. So, yeah. so why do this? Good question. So I'll give, I've got two th thoughts in mind already. We'll see if anything else accumulates. One is just to use a gift that God has given to me. Um, I, I, I didn't run any long distance stuff until I got to seminary. I'd done some 5Ks. I'd played soccer growing up, you know, so I, I was relatively athletic and quick on my feet, I guess. But it was when I got to seminary that I started running with other seminarians. And eventually one of them was like, hey, let's run a half marathon. I was like, that's 10 miles more than I've ever run before. Like, let's not, you know what I mean? But but they talked me into it. I signed up and we, we trained for it together. 
and got through, you know, the, the finish line of that half marathon. Similar sort of thing a few years later, again, in, still in seminary with other guys. And one of them had ran a marathon. He's like, hey, I think this group, you know, would be good. Let's try to run a marathon. You know, it's the same thing training together. That was a, a, a tremendous time of brotherhood with my fellow seminarians to go for a run and to commit to training for something uh, that's going to be hard, but you're doing it together, right? And it, it taught me that I had a capacity there that uh, could give glory to God, could be a place where I kind of offer myself in sacrifice, right? Um, and it, it does, it pulls you out of yourself. You know, you're, you're, you can't really go into a marathon making it all about you. You know what I mean? Like that motivation is not going to carry you through 26.2 miles. You got to have a, a deeper purpose to putting in that training. Uh, and for me, that's, yeah, offering it in sacrifice for other people and giving it my best effort to praise God for having, giving me that gift. Yeah, and how do you think running and running marathons has just increased your spiritual life? I mean, on the one hand, you'd be like, how, how the heck is running and spirituality tied together? But mm but they certainly are. Yeah. Again, I've got, I've got thoughts. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> one, one is two, uh, two things. One is that running carries you, I'll say into the desert. Here's what I mean. Um, it, it forces you to like go into uncomfortable places, you know, but training for the Boston marathon, you guys start training in like January cause it's always in April, right? So you're going out and it's snowing. It's slick it's cold it's dark you know there's a lot of running with a headlamp on at six o'clock in the morning you know trotting through slushy springfield streets you know and plows are going past you it's like that's when you gotta train you know what i mean so like you gotta you gotta be willing to take on that discomfort but i think the same thing is true often in our spiritual lives that that to be the person we're called to be we're we're going to be asked to kind of do things that aren't our cup of tea you know and go outside of ourselves kind of offer ourselves uh, in that way to the Lord. The other thing I'd say is that training for a marathon or or any sort of physical kind of training of that sort is parallel to, I'll say, spiritual uh, training in a different way. That maybe for a week or for a month or for a whole year, you don't feel like you're getting anywhere. You know, you're putting in the time, you're going out there and you're putting the miles in right? Or you're going in the church and you're putting some time in before our Lord and blessed sacrament, or you're saying your rosary every day, or you're fasting on Fridays, whatever it is, right? You're, you're, you're kind of like, you're investing yourself in your spiritual life. You're spending time with that relationship with God, or you're spending time with, uh, you know, the, the physical activity that you're, you're training for. And maybe after a month, you're like, I don't see anything, right? And it, the temptation is throw up your hands, call it quits, like give up. It's not doing you any good, right? Maybe after a year, you're like, again, I'm feeling kind of poor this week. Doesn't look like I've gotten any more fit than I was last year, right? Or I don't think I feel like I've made any progress in my spiritual life. But every once in a while, you get a glimpse at, oh, that was actually doing something. You know, you go into the Boston Marathon, you're like, man, I am not feeling it this time. Like, I don't feel like I've trained enough. I don't feel like I've built up, you know, I haven't, I haven't ran enough hills to be ready for those hills, you know? Whatever it is, right? There's that, that sense of doubt of like, I don't think it was worth it. I don't think I did what I needed to do. And then you run it and you're like, Oh, it all came together. You know, same thing. It's like you're going and you're doing, I don't know, a priest that's doing his holy hour every day or praying his bravery every day or a person that's, I'm going to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet every afternoon, whatever it is. And after six months, you're like, has that done me any good, right? But maybe there's that eye-opening moment when the Lord kind of pulls the veil back and shows you to be a more merciful person or to be a more patient person or to be a more humble person or to be a more faithful person than you were last year or 10 years ago and you didn't see it until something kind of opened that up for you, some uh, kind of like a race, right? Or, or something like that. And I, I, in that way, I think that investing 
investing in physical uh, fitness, whatever that is, kind of trains you to 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 be okay with uh, playing the long game. If that makes sense. That's very interesting. Um, when I run, I always have this prayer. I, 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 I know when running a long ways, breathing, having consistent breathing is, is super. It's like one of the number one things. So I always, I time my breathing to a prayer and all my prayer is, dear Mary, please intercede for me. So it's like, dear Mary, please intercede for me. Yeah. Dear Mary. And, yeah, that, yeah. and that's what I say over and over and over again. Um, do you have any things you do during a race? I know you said you mentioned you're kind of thinking of prayers, but do you have any like things like that where you, you, uh, yeah, you're doing something spiritual at the same time and praying to a, it's all, it's all right there at the same time. Yeah. Sometimes I'll, I'll legitimately just like pray the rosary as I go. Um, that's a little harder to do in a race where you're really laying it all on the line because when you're kind of pushing the, the red line, so to speak, it's just hard to keep your mind on anything for, for any period of time. So I'll, I'll sometimes have, carry like a finger rosary. Some of my other races I've had that. I, I didn't find it this time, so I didn't have it this time. But I'll just, I mean, you can keep track with, on your fingers pretty well. Um, so I'll just pray a deck of the rosary or uh, an entire rosary. And sometimes it's, it's nice to just say, you know what, I'm just going to pray the rosary. And it, it, again, it's one of those things that kind of settles me and pulls me out of myself where it's like, okay, this isn't for me, you know? Um, more than anything, it's it's just holding in mind those people that I'm praying for. To be honest, when I'm training, it's funny how many times I'll see like a street sign that has somebody's name on it that I'm like, oh, I'll pray for that family. I mean, the street sign isn't connected to them. It's just, you know, the, the Johnson Street or whatever it is, you know, and you're like, you, you, you pray it for the Johnsons that you know, whatever, something like that. Or if you know it's somebody's birthday or if you know it's somebody's going through something, I don't know, priests tend to keep a list of some sort of, of, of the stuff that people need prayers for, right? And... We appreciate you keeping those lists yes. and praying yeah, yeah, for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so just when I'm going for my run, often I, I'm not 100% on this, but I'm trying to be good at it. Of Every time I go for a run, I'm offering it for somebody, some particular intention. And so when you're going up a hill or, you know, it's just not, you just don't want to go out that boarded. Like, oh, wait, I'm doing it for so-and-so. Maybe I'll tell them, you know, like say, hey, I, I'll offer my run tomorrow for you. Well, see, that's what's interesting because I, th- I think we can, when you think of physical fitness, you can think of it, I'm doing it for myself. And of course you are, you want to get in better shape, but- I don't still know anyone who says like, yes, running is, I'll run every day all the time and it's painful. And so having that mindset of, okay, this is good for me physically, but it's also hard to do and a sacrifice. So if I can offer those things up, those are prayers in and of themselves. Um, now I want to get you out of here on this one. What's next for you? Are you going to try to qualify again? What, what are you doing this year? That is a great question. I don't know right now. I'm not signed up for any races probably more than likely here's here's my my anticipation but don't hold me to it i probably will run the chicago marathon in the fall i've ran it the last few years there's a group of sisters up there the franciscans of the eucharist sister stephanie uh is famous for having ran our marathon on a treadmill right so she's kind of made waves for for doing that and she has a whole team that runs to raise funds for their for their work up there so i'll probably do that because i can't say no to a a good group of sisters um maybe I, i i might run boston again um my time this year for Boston is fast enough probably to qualify me next year for Boston as well. And I just got news that another priest friend of mine just ran a fast enough marathon to also do Boston next year. So we might try to do it together. We'll see. Um, otherwise, I don't have anything that's that's too f- much farther out than that. Father Dominic Valling, another priest at Cathedral, is doing a lot of cycling this summer because he's going to do biking for babies. So I, I've been trying to get on the bike a little bit more with him and go out for some longer rides. So I'm kind of working my, my fitness up in terms of biking, which might be a, maybe sign up for a, a race or, I don't know, do something on, along those lines. It's incredible, though, Father Father Dominic. Two hours, 53 minutes. Good stuff. Congratulations on Thank that you. time, too. 
We appreciate you coming here on Dive Deep. If you would like more podcasts, head on over to dive.org slash podcast. Say a prayer for Father Dominic as he trains. I know he's going to be praying for you all. Until next time, we'll see you right here on Dive Deep.